I got into a little bit of social media marketing, got into a little bit of crypto, um, and then eventually I got into day trading. And that is what I do full time. But you know, that was, yeah. So my biggest profit day was $17,000. That was trading SPX. And then my biggest loss day was $11,000. And Damn. that was also trading SPX. How did that feel? Hurt. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was hurt because, you know, this was the, my biggest loss was actually like midway of my learning. So, you know, once you feel comfortable, you think you got it, yeah, you're yeah. like, I'm the best trader in the world. And then the market says, boom, yeah. fuck you, you, yeah. fuck you <laughs> sit your ass down. And then Welcome to episode 33 of New Money Talks. Episode 33, baby. <laughs> in Las Vegas. This is going to be fun. So we are in Las Vegas today with the one and only Drayson Little. Let's get um, guys. Man, we've known each other for a minute, but we only have really, really met in person, what, two or three times? Yeah, two or three times. Yeah. I think we've literally known each other for one minute. <laughs> we met a so, minute so ago. So for those of you who are watching and listening, um, Drayson Little has done a lot of things. Uh, he started mostly in the e-commerce space, got into you know a lot of personal branding, Got into the credit game, got into uh, day trading, probably a little bit of crypto here and there. Pro you probably got into the NFT stuff and all yeah. that, but uh, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that today. But um, where we know each other from is from the first, you know, first seven figure per month business. I think we can both say that we ran together. Um, that was fun. We've talked about that a couple of times on the podcast so far because it taught us a lot about credit, taught us a lot about e-commerce and business, about marketing, about cash flow, payment processors. Like how all these banks are like annoying as fuck to work with, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want to steal your spotlight. So talk to talk to the people about who you are, what you do. If you had to describe yourself, kind of in a nutshell, like how do you best explain what you do? And, uh, and you can you can go as far back or keep it as brief as possible because we'll we'll crack into you know more and more. Yeah, cool, man. Thanks for the introduction. Yeah. So um, I would consider myself like a serial entrepreneur started in the e-commerce space, started the personal branding. And then, you know, we popped off with that drop shipping store that did, you know, that seven figure month. And then from there, once COVID hit, I started to move away from drop shipping just because of the supply chain issues. And I didn't want to deal with all of the, you know, delays in finding a new suppliers because it was like really a headache trying to get fulfillment from China and other countries during that time. So then from there, I really just thought like, you know, is what I do right now, is it completely like recession proof or is yeah. it uh, protected in a way where like these variables are not like what I'm trying to say is like, you're not dependent on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. So like, you know, Facebook would shut your ads account Charge down. Backs, all yeah, bullshit. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. the banks would freeze your, um, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, all the, yeah. <laughs> all the good stuff. All the good <laughs> stuff. So I was like, you know, what? I need to figure something else out that can make me money. And keep in mind, I was, I was a software in college, you know, full-time student as a biology major, still on that route to medical school because that's what my parents wanted me to do. So I right. had to pretty much like finish uh, school because, you know, they've done so much for me and that's like the least thing I can do. So at the time I sort of paused dropshipping and I was like, you know, I need to start looking at other things. And I got into a little bit of social media marketing, got into a little bit of crypto. Um, and then eventually I got into day trading. And that is what I do full time. But, you know, that was 2020. 
That's where I got a little taste of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good that year for that. That's a good yeah. year for that. Very good year for yeah. that. That was when the market was like super hot. Like, you know, Powell was just printing money yeah. every single day. And uh, the markets would just go up. Like, yeah, it never go down. Stocks that would yeah, never funny, go down. Funny story. I got in. Uh, this kid put me on Acorns. Shout out Acorns. We gotta Shout get, out Acorns. We gotta get Acorns would be a spot. sick sponsor. No, but Acorns is fire. But, I, like but I got in at like the absolute worst time. I literally think I got in like February 2020. Everything just like tanks. I only put like maybe 20 grand in, but I was down like four grand in like a week. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? This idiot was trying to day trade on Acorns, <laughs> I was bro. not trying to day trade, but like- He's like, yeah, I made 3% today on dude, Acorns. Dude, anyone who's like, down the fuck 4K in like a week or two, Come on. you're like, you're questioning your your investment decision, right? So like I pull my money out. I'm like, well, maybe it'll go down a little bit more. I can get in. Right as I pull my money out, it's like the bottom, right? Yeah. Fucking skyrockets. And then of course, like I put my money near the top. Now I'm like break even in my Acorns portfolio, which is like, which is- awesome considering that i started at like the worst time in 2020 and i was down like 4k so like now you know i've had to make 4k since but anyways that's a you know that, that's a little bit of my fucking investment so, so, so how the hell did you end up at like the uh day trading world like was it just did you find someone on youtube you liked like how'd you kind of get pushed into that whole world so well, you had some money from ecom so you're oh like, yeah so you're like how do i multiply this in a way that like is like I w- not even not safe, but like, how do I multiply this? That's like the most the unsafe way. You it's like do the most. Oh, you do option yeah, trading. Yeah. Yes. Option options, trading. Option trading. So, oh my gosh! <laughs> Let's hear this. How'd you find that stuff? <laughs> so, um, so I got into it uh, April, uh, March of 2020, and I had a few friends that were full time traders at the time. Uh, Simon Lerner, which is he's based mm-hmm. in Florida. And uh, a few others that I met through some networking events. And, you know, at the time when everything was shut down, I was looking at these different, you know, opportunities when it comes to income. And I said, you know what? Trading is a type of business where it doesn't matter if the economy is in a good economy or in a bad economy, you can make money longing the market or you can short the market. That's true. So once I realized that, I I started to think to myself, I'm like, this is a huge opportunity to learn and master this skill because it's pretty much recession proof. No matter what state the economy is in, even during COVID when everything was falling, like you can short the entire tech sector and make a ton of money, right? right? And then once everything bottomed, you can just go long two, three months out with options and, you know, play the upside. Yeah. Like so, how much money did you start with for all this stuff? So trading is a very, very expensive skill to learn because when you're a beginner, you know, your goal is to make a lot of money. And that's for everybody who starts a new business. Their goal is to make a lot of money. They think they're going to be a millionaire tomorrow. And you have these unrealistic expectations where once you start a new business venture, you're going to make a lot of money. But the thing is with trading is that it involves a lot of like psychological things, like a lot of emotions and a lot of um, psychology where that can like hinder the way you think when it comes to a trade. And then, you know, you can lose a lot of money. But at the time I started with like 50K. Okay. Because at the, you know, if you have a margin account, it's 25K minimum. Mm, And that's when you have unlimited day trades. And if you have below 25K, it's a cash account. And you only can trade depending on how much buying power you have. Got it. So you're borrowing money too at this point. Pretty like, much. Yeah. In a way, yeah. I mean, every trader is, especially if they're doing like options, like that's kind of what you're doing. But like, yeah, you're leveraging. Like, yeah, like for example, I, like I have a Robinhood account with less than 25K in it. And so, I and I just found this out too, which is crazy. Uh, Nigo put me on, but I, I turned it from a whatever, a margin, margin account, account right to a cash account. Yeah. 
And I was like, yo, I could do unlimited date, like not unlimited, but like, yeah, I, I didn't, I always would only do one or two trades. Yeah. Cause the PDT with, rule. Yeah, exactly. So I would, I would only do like one or two trades, but then I couldn't do it uh, more than once. Right. So basically what he's saying is that it, let's say I have a 10 K account. I can make a trade using 10 K today. Like one trade, I could close out of it in a cash account. Be okay. But if I'm like, if I'm in a margin account, I can make a 10 K trade, get out and then get in another 10 K trade. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. Like without the funds having like to settle. Cleared or oh, cleared. Yeah, they don't have yeah, to yeah, settle. Yeah. Oh, so in the cash account, they have to settle. Exactly. Yeah, so you can't do settle. that you twice in exactly. the day. No. You have to wait oh, till really? the next day or even yeah. the day after. Mm -hmm. Unless you trade with like, let's say you have a 10K account, you have three, you use 3K, 3K, 3K. You can yeah, do that. You can do, that. you can do round trips until you have zero buying power. Oh, yeah. interesting. So, but day traders are degenerates that use 100% leverage sometimes. <laughs> so if yeah, they have a 10K yeah, yeah. account, they're using 10K today. That is, that is true. That is true. <laughs> like, what, what kind of crap are you buying? Are you buying like penny stocks and stuff? No, like, no, no. I don't, I, don't I don't touch that stuff. Okay. So the main thing that I'm really looking at is just blue chip. So Got Apple, it. Tesla, Amazon, you know, the semiconductors like NVIDIA, AMD. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, high valued stocks that are uh, heavily invested by institutional investors. Penny stocks, you know, I don't recommend anyone trading unless you know, you have some inside info, gotcha. right? Because they're yeah. very, very easily manipulated just because of how, one, the market cap is a lot smaller. So a small amount of money can just change the price. Two, uh, you know, there could be less available shares. So, so make it sucking like a liquidity problem. Exactly, right? liquidity yeah, problem. Yeah. And then number yeah, three, the yeah. And then number three would be the spread. So if you're trying to get in and get out, you might be getting out you think it's a you good thing, but, but it's number. not yeah, right yeah, because yeah. you're going to be getting out of market value and market value is whoever is trying to sell you those shares. For so sure. since if the spread is really wide, since it's a, you know, penny stock, you might get screwed. I get screwed. Yeah. I see, I see so, so I got a, I got a good question for you. How many accounts have you blown? How many accounts? Have <laughs> what, you mean, what do you mean by blown? What do you mean by that? Like lost all your money on whatever you deposited. So oh, I wouldn't shit. say I've ever blown a, uh, an account, I, but I could say that over the course of like, the year of learning, I probably, my, I guess, education would be like close to 100K. Damn. So yeah, are, yeah. are you up all the time or is this like stress no, no, all no, day no, for no, no fucking yeah. reason? No, no, no. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. So since I day trade for a living, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You gotta be up all the time. Yeah, I, I have to. So, yeah. so the first year I was, you know, the first year, um, that was when I lost like around, I, I lost money during COVID, yeah. like during the crash, because I didn't know how to trade. Yeah. You know, regardless if things go up or that, go down, that's your, that's your market tuition, right? That's yeah, exactly. I mean, like, yeah, when I I probably lost like 10k day trading when I like first got into it, and now like I I'm actually I'm like relatively profitable, mm. over, especially with crypto. Like, dude, I, I just got into crypto at a good time, made like fifth, put like 20k in, raised to like 35k, got out at a good time, and I was just like, all right, that covers all my day trading losses, you know. And yeah. now I do a little bit more of like a safer safer strategy that's been working but but like i feel like everyone has that who especially if you day trade full-time everyone has that store where they're just like oh yeah like i put in twenty five hundred dollars four different times into a robin hood account lost it every time but that was like my market tuition that's just like what you have to pay to learn how to do things properly yeah with with, with smaller risk so and then, yeah exactly yeah. so I, I would say the biggest thing that is very underlooked upon is risk management so like if you have proper risk management, you're not gonna be blowing your account every single time. Just because if you're playing with proper risk, the reason why people blow their accounts is because they're playing with like 50, 60, 70% of their account size, even 100% okay. of their account size. So when they take a losing trade and they're like, I'm all in, that psychology comes into place. And if yeah. it's a losing mm -hmm. trade, 
they're not going to get out of the position because they hope that it's going to bounce because they're all in. So that's why like psychology is one of the biggest factors of trading. Like how I say it is uh, trading is 90% psychology and 10% technicals and fundamentals, Mm -hmm. because no matter how good of a technical person you are or a fundamental person you are, like there's no way you can make money if you're unable to buy at the right time because you're the one that's clicking the button or getting out for a small loss if the trade goes against you. I see. Right? Because a lot of people buy and then they hold and they dollar cost average into these losing trades and they'll Uh, keep holding until the end of the day. That's called revenge trading. Yeah. (laughs) They'll just keep buying, buying, buying because they're like, it's cheaper. I can get in, you know, here better than my original entry. But the trade never reverses and they end up taking a 70% loss on on their 100% account. So now they're left with 30%. And there's, it's almost impossible to go from 30% back to that yeah. without proper risk management, mm, interesting. you know? So it's like, run me through a scenario, like a stock, like, I don't know, like NVIDIA, right? Yeah. Are you putting like a 10K position on this thing in like a day? So yeah, so I'll okay. usually trade anywhere from like 5K to 10K in It'll make like three, 4% type of thing. What's up, New Money Talks fam? I wanted to quickly talk about today's sponsor, Coeptis Therapeutics, stock ticker COEP. Coeptis Therapeutics is a company operating in the biotech and the pharmaceutical sector that specializes in developing innovative therapies and solutions for various different medical conditions. Now, with their cutting edge research and development, such as as their snap car T therapy in which they specialize in isolating the development of any cancer cells and then attacking and breaking them down. Coeptis Therapeutics aims to actually address unmet needs in the medical industry and help improve the quality of patients' lives. Now, to be clear, this is not financial advice and we always recommend to do your own due diligence when investing or researching any company But if you are interested in supporting a company that is supporting groundbreaking achievements in the medical fields and potentially capitalize on the upside and the benefit of their success, then definitely consider checking out Coeptis Therapeutics today. Again, stock ticker COEP. Now let's get back to the podcast. Oh, no, you're no, no, trading no. options, no, no. fuck. So it's a whole so different thing. So you're anywhere from like, like 20 to 60%. Oh, so you're not buying these stocks. Like you're not even buying the stocks. You're just buying no, options for all these things. you're buying things. options. So no, I, don't, I don't buy options to... Um, fulfill them like because at the end of the day you yeah, have the no. right to fulfill to buy those shares at those prices yeah, yeah. I just flip the premium they're just trading through yeah. options gotcha. yeah so I just flip the premium I see yeah so I mean I'd say options trading is probably I wouldn't say it's the most uh, like it's not the hardest type of trading but it's definitely not the type of trading that you de- you would want to dive into when you first start just because of the volatility in the option contracts and if you don't understand um, you know, psychology, fear and greed, your emotions, you know, your PL could drop very fast. You're going to sell for a loss and then the trade goes the way you want it to go because you're not really preparing yourself for that emotional pain. So, of, so, so what does it all mean? What's this emotional pain? Like, give me, a, yeah. give me like an example of what the fuck you even mean by that. Sure. Yeah, so, like, like when you're down 30% no, in your Robinhood account. So, so like, why, like, why would you stay, stay in that though? Well, that, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's all about, um, it's all about the psychology because people think that if they own something that it has more value to it because they own it. Does it even if the trade is losing, they're holding on a losing position, but just because they're holding it, they have higher beliefs that the trade will inverse and go in the direction where that's going to make but that's the money. That's just like they're like exactly what, what they think, right? Yeah, that's it's what just they like think. their opinion. Yeah, that's yeah. like a human factor. Like we we all So then what's the inverse of that pretty much? The inverse is being uh the inverse is Getting out of the trade like being too at your greedy. proper, what? Like being too greedy and not getting out when you should get out. Well, that too. But the the proper way to do that is to have risk management and to be getting out of the trade 
at a certain level. So you know, like if I this goes down to this thing, I'm just getting out. You get period. out. Period. Yeah, so you already have predefined rules that you have to follow. And are these like, are you like automating these with like limits and everything, or are you just kind of like on the fly doing these things? So I'll calculate my risk before entering a trade. Okay. So. And during the trade, I can also calculate my profit just depending because with with options, you can look at, um, you can break down the contract and see if this stock goes down $1, how much my premium is going to lose. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And if it goes up 2 or $3, how much I'm going to gain. Mm. So if you already have predefined risk before entering the trade, then your likeliness of doing what I just said of just keep adding to a losing trade is not possible. Like. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just not possible. So, so, so you're buying like and selling all day. It's like literally day exactly. trading. Like so, you're not holding it past like the next to the next day. No, no, no. So like depending on what, what the chart says, because sometimes I'll do swing trading and I'll position myself for like two weeks out, depending on if the stock comes into a major level or like an important level, like the 200 moving average, or, you know, if SPY drops uh, $20 in like four days, maybe you see a potential bounce because yeah, yeah. it's so oversold. Um and I'll position myself for those swing trades, but most of the time I'll do day trading. Hmm. So I'll buy, I'll look, you know, pre-market from 5.30 Pacific time. I'll usually be on the charts for about 30 minutes to an oh, hour. Actually, you got to wake up earlier too. Yeah, you got to wake up we're in New Jersey, early. we're lucky. Damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, like, so, dude, like I woke up today to check my Robinhood account and I'm like, fuck, I could have got out like when it was I didn't even think about that. Green. Damn, you got to wake up at 5.30 yeah. for that shit. Yeah, Damn. so routine is also super important trading. Because if you don't have a set routine in your life, then your trading is going to be complete whack. I see what you're saying. So yeah. you want to make it like literally like a whole system from like A, a, a to Z type of thing. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way to like learn that system is just to go through the trenches and to just get smacked by the market. Yeah, yeah over right? and over again. Exactly. Because that's the only way you can learn is through experience. Yeah, 100%. So, so you know how when people mark up a chart and they have like, let's say they have like a two to one risk to reward ratio. How does one establish that like how does some how is someone like oh this is this is likely to hit a 2x tar like it, or it's just as likely to hit a 2x target as it is a you know let's say a 1x like loss in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. ratio so if a stock comes into an important level right or if it's about to have a breakout which a breakout is a is a is a strategy that people use where if the stock goes to that level multiple times, eventually they're gonna have enough people to push it above or below that level. Yeah. So most of the time when those breakouts occur, I would say 70% of the time, depending on market conditions, they're a success. So when you have that two to one risk reward ratio, you have a high probability trade that when it does break out, it's going to push with momentum and follow through because people are going to continue to buy or continue short because that's a significant level. Yeah. So it's a high probability trade because like I said, multiple people have gone to that level and it's eventually going to break out. If it doesn't break out, then it's going to get rejected and have a reversal. So depending on what strategy you're trying to play, whether it be like a reversal to the upside, a breakout to the upside or breakout to the downside, you know, you're catching a momentum trade. It all depends on what strategy you're using. And then from there, you can determine, okay, I'm going to, based on my strategy, this is a two to one restored ratio or three to one. Um, and then, you know, from there, you just have to play it once it, once it happens. Yeah. So are you like, are you trying to base your entries, um, trying to predict what the rest of the market is going to do at certain levels? So like, you know, that there's so many other day traders, swing traders, institutional investors that are looking for that, you know, that resistance, mm -hmm. you know, that they're looking at that. So are you saying I'm going to make a decision based off what I think they're going to do because like and ride that wave? Or are you like, I'm going to try to do what the opposite of I th 
what I think they're going to do because majority of people lose money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it, it depends, right? Because you, you can see what these institutional traders are doing by just looking at volume, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of the times where a breakout occurs, if there's no volume, you can see that institutional traders are not trying to push it higher. So what ends up happening is retail investors are actually trying to play that move, but institutional investors are actually trying to short it. Mm, yeah. So they they you you can see it through the volume and see what they're actually doing. So yeah, I mean it's a good idea to to play with the market because you never want to play against the market because these institutional traders are literally what make up the market. Yeah, they're, they make up ninety five percent of all these uh, you know orders, yeah, and yeah. only five uh, percent of the market is made from retail traders. Do, do you like chat with a lot of the people who do this day to day and like? kind of like collaborate yeah, on like trades and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, so I have a Discord community. Oh, shout out Discord. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Oh, I got yeah, a push yeah, yeah. Shout out Discord community. What's yeah. it called? It's called Stock Guru Trades. Cool. And right now it's a free community, just trying to provide as much value as possible. But definitely down the line, definitely want to do like a paid service yes. where it's a mix of education and it's also a mix of, mix of like signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mainly towards education because I feel like signals is only short-term benefit, like short-term benefit mm-hmm. for these people. You know, if, if, you know, something happens to me, God forbid, these people don't know how to trade. Right. They depend on you. Exactly. It's like the feed a man or teach a man to fish yeah, versus exactly. give him a fish. Exactly. And, um, you know, th- that's, that's my goal is to just build a strong educational community around trading stocks and just finance in general, just to be more financial literate. Um, yeah, and just in this yeah. market but because there used you know. to be this guy. You ever hear of Timothy Sykes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, like I was like Tim probably Sykes. 13, 14, Tim Sykes, whatever. Same idea. It was just uh-huh. like would teach, and then we'll have the, the courses on top. And like, yeah, 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 I yeah, guess yeah. there was no Discord back then, but like <laughs> same concept. Yeah, probably, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You, you remind me of that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah, pretty yeah. sick. Like he was big time. I think yeah. he still is. I don't know. No, I mean he's 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 doing some good things with the money too. Like he has Karmagawa, um, which is like it's it's like basically a nonprofit organization to help you know with pollution and all this. So he goes and travels to places and. He'll like, you know, fund a school in Nepal or he'll go and clean a river in, in Africa. You gotta you know? go clean so a fucking river they in do Africa, some cool buddy. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get the Discord subs first. You gotta get the Discord subs up, yeah. But yeah. Do you like this more than uh, Shopify, e-commerce, all this type of oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like with trading, the cool thing about it is you don't have to trade every day. So you, you know, you you don't have to work. So basically what I mean is you don't have to trade every day. You don't have to work every day. Hmm. Um when you're actively trading. Now, if yeah. I, you know, once I start growing the Discord community and all that stuff, of course I'll have to be more, be more active. active, right? But trading, like you don't have to trade every day. Like you can trade twice a week or three times a week, but play with bigger size. So yeah. once you have a little bit more capital, you're able to play with bigger size and only look for like A plus plus setups. Interesting. And only trade two or three times a week. So you can make like five to eight K type of thing per trade. You make I mean, three, you four make, of those and you you're just like- You can make a lot. Like yeah, depending, yeah. On, depending on capital, right? Like if you trade with a hundred K and you're going He's, for 30% moves, that's 30 K. Yeah. The 30 K, right? So you Done. made another hundred K in a month, view three of those in exactly. a month. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Instead of being up at fucking- midnight doing your Facebook ads, Facebook ads because you know that like tomorrow down. you're gonna have yeah. a high ass fucking CPA <laughs> what platform do you do all this on so I do mine on inter- interactive brokers yeah um, I wouldn't recommend Robinhood for anyone because mm-hmm. they suck you can't they do market order it. 
Huh? It, it's like for beginners, like they gamify it. They make it look like it's really easy. Yeah, or like, yeah, oh, you yeah, get yeah. the green and the red. And uh-huh. it's they, they don't even have like the candlesticks. They just have like a line. line. Yeah, you know, exactly. And there's a, but they, they make it so that people that don't have a lot of money can come in and think they can make a lot. Or like it feels more like a game than it does like, hey, I'm using my money. Yeah. You know? So like Robinhood is pretty much, you know, a perfect uh, app for retail traders. You know, most retail traders lose money in the market. Yeah. So like, why do you need to build an app? That's going to be sufficient for retail investors if they're not doing it right anyway. So yeah, it's like true. they'd rather you lose money on their app. So they're what Citadel or whoever's managing their orders make money. And they don't yeah. care. And they if want the you app just is... trade bullshit left and exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah, 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 such yeah. a clean and like simple so user clean, interface. Easy. Yeah, yeah. The worst thing about it is you can't market buy or market sell. Like you have to do limit orders. Mm. So if something is falling and you're trying to get out, you you can't yeah, get out. Yeah, like sometimes you, you can't get out. Oh, like you sure. can't get out because the option or like even shares. I mean, I think shares you can market sell out, but for mm. options, since it's volatile according to them, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't even market sell. So like you're just trying to keep changing your order, changing your really? order, and it won't sell. It won't sell yeah. because the price keeps going down. So you have to <laughs> would, you have to set your limit order like below what it's at. So when it does drop, yeah. it'll fill you out. Or had it sell, like set before before it starts dropping. Exactly. Like yeah. Exactly. So that's a mess. It's awful. And then their like their interface is easy, but it's just like awful. So that's why I use inter- interactive brokers. I'd say like TD Ameritrade is really good. It's like another. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's it's yeah. I'd say it's relatively easy. A uh, little bit more, I'd say, intermediate when it comes to the brokers. Uh, interactive brokers is very, very like advanced, just because they have a lot of options. So you can customize like everything. Gotcha. And you can completely tailor your whole entire setup. Mm-hmm. But with like TD Ameritrade, it's a lot better than Robinhood, but it's not as advanced as interactive brokers. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like the next step up after Robinhood. I feel like everyone just goes to TD, TD. Ameritrade. Yeah, or Weeble. And, and you can Weeble also do too, Thinker, you can also do uh, Thinkorswim where you do like the paper like, trading. Like Charles Schwab yeah. or whatever. Too many people like, too many people do that though. They yo, make money yo, paper. mad funny. Sorry to cut you They're off. Good. You know Investopedia? I think yeah. Like the website Investopedia. I had an Investopedia account when I was in like middle school. And sometimes you look back because like it's over like a million dollars in an account, and you can look back and it's like fifty million out. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you bought Apple for like nothing. And <laughs> yeah, you're just yeah, like, yeah. oh, you threw in a bunch of Apple cash, at like, sixteen. We like, actually can learn shit from that too. Like yeah. honestly, the, the lesson I learned is don't day trade, just hold shit for a very long time. Yeah, like yeah. good good companies for a long time. Yeah. Like shit will grow. Like obviously you're not gonna make thirty percent in yeah, one trade, yeah, but like yeah. over time you'll make money. Yeah, like exactly. interactive broker is good. Like I know you can borrow a lot of money from there. Yeah. They give a lot of like a uh, high yield too on like just cash in yeah, the account very, and everything yeah, too. Very good. Very so it's good, like all good. very good for that. Yeah, they just yeah. have high trading fees, but that's it. Oh, they do. Yeah. How, how much is that? Well, it depends on how many. For, for me, it depends on how many contracts. Oh, interesting. And um, yeah, like, but they can add up. So do you factor all that crap in, into like? Not really, because it's like your, tr- it's like you know. It's like your processing fees on Shopify. Like less than that. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, like. It's just part of the game. Do you ever factor yeah. in like short-term capital gains too and stuff like that? With yeah. Stuff? Well, all of it's short-term capital gains. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, like if you make a- Well, it's income. It's be income tax. Yeah, that's so true. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since, yeah, since I trade through a company, I don't trade through my personal. Right. Because oh, that's, that's another thing you can do. LLC, yeah. it's like only 15% or something for like short-term well, capital gains or mm, something that, like that. It, it's less than the 40%. Because right, if you didn't have it set up the way that you have it set up, then you got to pay like 40%. I think the biggest difference is that you can- um, write off your losses. Because oh, so personal, you personal, can't? you can only really? write up to six k a year. Interesting. What? Yeah, and then you have to carry it on to the next year and carry on to the so next year. So it's useless. Like- because if you do, um, when you do multiple day, like if you do day trades, like round trips, and you take a lot of losses, 
you can't write off uh, those losses. So they have to carry on to the next year and to the next year to the next year. Oh, but if you do like an LLC uh, or something? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. It's mm. good to know. Yeah. Unless you classify yourself as like a day trader on your personal, mm. like with the, you know, when you're filing that you're a full-time day trader under your social, then maybe you can write off your losses, like all of them, because that's your job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, to my knowledge that it's only six, like up to 6K a year. Interesting. And then with a business. See, that's sauce better. right there. If you're yeah, in the yeah. Discord, you can learn that real quick, you know? Yeah. Join the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> See, so I want to I wanna pivot the conversation a little bit. Um, talk to me about personal branding and how you got, how the hell you got to over 100,000 followers over the yeah. past couple of years. So... I think this started 2020, 2021. So it was a mix of um, TikTok stuff. And then I also did a few giveaways that sort of completely fucked mm. up my engagement. Yeah. And oh, uh, this was a time when um, I was getting verified, I think last year. And yo, congrats. You just got verified too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, you couldn't yeah. have just waited a it's year. Like $15, $12, whatever. Yeah. Eight bucks a month, something yeah. like that. So then after that, like, um, I just did a bunch of giveaways mixed between that and then also just TikTok content. I think TikTok throughout 2020, I grew that to almost 70K. So maybe some followers transitioned from yeah. there to um, my Instagram. But and I think, what do you use it for though? Like So TikTok, I did a lot of uh, finance credit okay. stuff. So I was just talking about like different hacks of like um, um, credit card points, like Amex points, yep. uh, travel hacking, um, just the difference between, you know, like investing in Roth IRA or, yeah. or traditional IRA. Like kind of you know, like basic the Graham, Stefan, OG type yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, just basic financial education. Yo, he's in fucking Vegas too, right? <laughs> oh, Graham, yeah, Graham, yeah, Stefan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a tough one. Yeah. They're all here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Graham, Stefan, Andre. Hermosi, right? I don't think. Yeah, Alex Hermosi is here too. Yeah, I yeah. think so. And then Steve will do it just. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I, I saw, saw him. I, I yeah. saw I saw him on your story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But how do you, like I, I you know not not him because that might have just been coincidence. But how well, do you, you get, met Steve will do it? How, well, that's pretty. How sick. do you get in these rooms with uh like like the Paul brothers? Like I saw you went to that event with them and like yeah, yeah and you've met I, I, there was a couple of uh there was a couple of personal branding guys, a couple of credit guys, but like you get in, you get in a lot of these really big rooms. I feel like you're a very good networker. Um, anyone who wants to get in some of these rooms who's listening or watching this, what's what's your advice to them? I think, you know, it, it's a couple of things. So you, you just have to like, if you if you see an event, you have to just go for it and try to try to just get in. So that was like an exclusive event, that Jake Paul party. And that was like my first uh, like big event that I got into that I wasn't even invited to, but I saw someone posted about it on their story. And then I just went to that address and <laughs> really? I, yeah, I just went there and I somehow got in. And from Damn. there, like I met a ton of people. Like I yeah. met people in Amazon, oh, nice. I met people doing credit. I met people doing drop shipping and then uh, like Azazi or Azadi, the guy. What's up, Numeny Talks fam? Did you know that over 35% of American households carry some form of credit card debt and over 60% of those households live paycheck to paycheck. Well, if either of those two statistics apply to you, James Jang and his team over at Limitless Financial Solutions have a solution for you. Now, James offers a variety of services such as his semi-passive Facebook automation stores, such as his credit funding services and his credit repair services. So whether you're looking to get your credit right, start a new business, 
escape your nine to five or the rat race and build a semi-passive income stream using the powerful vehicle of e-commerce, I would highly suggest clicking the link in the description below, talking to one of James's team members to see how they can help you. So if you are interested in working with James and his team over at Limitless Financial Solutions, make sure that you click the link down below and make sure to tell them that New Money Talks sent you so you can get that New Money Talks discount. Now let's get back to the podcast. Who owns the mansion and then, and whatnot. But I think my advice would just be, you know, try to try to associate yourself with other people who are trying to get to the end, your same end goal. And from there, you're going to be able to sort of expand your network and get access to more events that you can meet more people to more people yeah. uh, and just continue to grow your circle. Cause that was my first event. Then from there, I went to this other event in Los Angeles called NetCon. And that's where I met Simon and a few other people. And then from there, it's just just piggybacking off these the same group of people. And it's like through those people, you know more people. And then yep. at the end of the day, everyone knows the same people. Yeah. So it's like the more you know, it's like you just keep knowing more people. Yeah, it's just pockets. Like Dude, exactly. Even, it's like a even chain. through this podcast, we find that you know if you if you want to you want to hear the crazy. Actually, I, we can't even talk about that. I was about to talk about uh, fucking Tenzo and everything. Oh we yeah, no, nah, but but basically, yeah. you know, you you get connected with one person and then you ask that one person who's someone who you know that you think I should talk to or that we should be friends or that I can provide value to. And then they're always going to have someone that they can recommend to you. That's like, Oh, take this guy out to coffee or I'll give you his phone number. I'll put you in a group chat. And then that person you say, connect me to one or two people that you know that I can do the same thing with. And then all of a sudden now, you know, a hundred people and half of them have, you know, seven figure plus net worths. And you get mm. into these rooms that you have no business being in, yeah. but like, you just have to put yourself out there and you have to like, you, I, I don't, I don't want to say like you, we want to make it a priority to network because like, this is one thing we talked about with Dan is like, you have to be selective with who you're networking. Oh, Dan's the op, Dan yeah. hates networking. You know, like Everyone it, comes to Dan, suppose that's what he told me. It's like, like four, it's up. like 48 <laughs> laws of power. Like you don't want to, you don't want to be in every single room. Like you want to know the right people, like an exclusive amount of people that like just enough to where, you know, you're, you're connected to where, whatever they're connected to without having to go there or do that or like yeah. waste time just like DMing people all Like that's not what you want to do. You want to just be in the right rooms at the right times. And then make sure that, you know, you're gaining from that and that whatever group that you're with is also gaining from it, you know? Yeah. Like I would say, you know, the first thing you want to do is like, once you, you want to grow your network pretty big and I would say trim the fat over time. Yeah. And I think that's what, cause Dan, Dan started this whole entrepreneurship. Like, like everybody knows Dan. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like everyone knows Dan, but like that was when he was like doing speak, like he was doing public speaking, he was doing events yeah. and like everyone knows Dan, but then over time, as he, I assume, you know, different businesses, yeah. uh, you know, he just grew just like up. niched down. Yeah, he grew up yeah. and then just also niched down. He started to trim the fat and because maybe people were just toxic to him. People were just yeah. betraying him. And through that, that's when you start really isolation and Closing try to close up. your circle and make it like only literally a group of five solid people. And then like, that's pretty much yeah. it, you know? That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Tony, Kevin Kim. <laughs> yeah, the whole nine. Yeah, Dan's yeah. interesting fucking character, man. Yeah. We did a whole two hours with that guy. Like he I don't even know. He probably watched half of this shit sometimes. <laughs> Dan Dan pretends like he doesn't watch this crap, but yeah, like, I know he it pretends like he doesn't care about us. Like when his video's coming out, the three of us were in a group chat like all day. Dan's like, We're yeah. blowing this up. I was like, all right, relax, relax. But he's like, it's kind of crazy. I've never like worked with someone who's just like so uh what's the word? 
Like he's just like on the ball at all times. Like when he's locked in, so like dialed in. The guy's just dialed in like twenty four seven, like mm-hmm. nonstop. Like mm-hmm. and like if you don't like answer him quick, when like it's like you should be answering him quick. He's like, yo, what the fuck? Like yeah, yeah, faster, yeah. faster, faster, and then faster. faster. And then you'll text him today, and he'll go back to you like three months from now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if, if you're not like in a dialed in moment, but like yeah. like literally it was like a three week period where we we're just like putting out mad videos of him, and he was like, yo, like come on, more, more, more. I need more. I need more. <laughs> yeah. And then it just stopped. And I was like, yo, what? And he was just like, oh, I'm like, we're capital. And like doing something else now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's cool to meet people like that, though, who are like on like different wavelengths, stuff like that. Cause like, mm-hmm. then you see like in your own business, right? You're like, yo, wait, should I be more like that? Like, what can I take away? What can I this? take away from that? Obviously, you don't want to be exactly like that, but like, yeah. hey, maybe being dialed in at, for one thing for like a week is actually yeah. very valuable. You get a lot of shit yeah, done, yeah. you know? Just closing, closing out the, the rest of the world. Yeah. Well, you're probably the same with these trades, right? Like you pick like that two days in the week and you're just like, I'm dialed in on some of these trades. Like I'm focused, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Just, just like, like yeah, lock exactly. in, mm-hmm. do a few lines of Coke and everything. Like, oh, <laughs> no. Don't do that. No good. No. Um, so how'd, like, you, how'd you two meet? Sorry. Through Light Drawing Pad. But like, how'd you guys like find each other? Through like, my, Instagram. Yeah, like it was, I think 2018. Yeah. Or 2019. It was way, it was way back. I think it was like end of 2018, which is yeah. crazy. I'd probably only been in e-commerce for like a year. Yeah. So I think that was at the time when I was doing like gray hat products. <laughs> gray hat products. <laughs> like uh, were you like porn and stuff like that? No, no. like 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 Gucci branded uh, oh, AirPods gotcha. cases, yeah, whatever, right? Yeah. That yeah. type of stuff. And also like the um like the the fake AirPods. Yeah, yeah, black yeah, pods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and then yeah, yeah. At, at a time like designer bags yeah what are you gonna do i remember those they sell them on the street (laughs) in new york so it's like and in and all in europe i can attest to that yeah 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 Yeah. i'm kidding there's probably some stores that actually wish.com rips that type of stuff (laughs) oh yeah 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 yeah. he lives here oh really yeah he he's the the, he always throws parties oh shit wish house yeah interesting it's in deep henderson okay and uh what's that is is danville's area in here as well he has a house here but he i think mm. he goes back and forth from like well he travels most but yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want to know about like a wish customer service and everything what thing you do is you, you go to that guy's instagram what's his, what's his name the founder peter, peter <laughs> and you go read the comments on all his posts and it's people like i never got my product my shipping ever updated like what yeah, the fuck that's why the stock's at zero it's right at now. zero yeah, dollars yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but he made his back i'm sure he made yeah his i back. probably sold yeah, it yeah. on the way out yeah i'm sure he's fine that's funny yeah. which is which is crazy like if you really think of the concept of wish, it's just like AliExpress with like American like dropshipping, dropshipping yeah. a box, dropship. Yeah, it's just like garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like I guess just work. People just want like garbage fast. I, I guess slow. Well, I mean, comes fast. Also keep in mind, like during the time since money was so cheap, zero percent interest rates, everything, um, everything just had higher valuations, just because everyone was trying to like speculate and invest money into like different companies. Yeah, yeah, that's what, true. What is it called? Fucking. What? It's where um, what's it called? Like investors basically. Oh, it's like pumping these like like private companies up and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Pumping these private companies, but since, oh, 100%. Co- since money was so cheap, economy is great. That's why they had such a high. It's valuation. all fake valuations. It's yeah, like it's, it's like I'm doing ten million dollars in revenue a year, and I'm worth five billion. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's like how'd you do that? Well, you know, I just raised from Andreessen Horowitz raised a half a billion dollars. Like that's yeah, yeah, how yeah. I did it. Well, like that's yeah. like not how business works. And that's how you end up with a one penny stock in a sense. Like literally yeah, it's worth like stock. the 10 cents probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like e-commerce is in a weird spot right now. Yeah. Like definitely in a weird spot. I know guys still kill it with dropshipping and everything too, but like it's it's cool seeing guys like grow up and like go into like 
real or more real e-commerce is real but like realer industries like obviously like investing and day trading stuff like that i'm trying to get kyle out of the whole fucking dropshipping world too like yeah, maybe she's yeah. in day trading over here. Stay in vegas day trade with, with uh Drazen. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have I have better luck in the uh, casino. In the casino, <laughs> you do a lot of crypto too. Not day trading now. Okay. See, the thing is with crypto is that crypto is like it's very volatile. So there's so many like false breakouts, and it's a lot of there's oh, a lot of manipulation just because it's I wouldn't say as it's as regulated. It is regulated, but it's not as regulated as stocks, especially in the U.S. Um, and since crypto is a global market that anybody can trade crypto, there's like Asian markets, there's like London markets. Yeah. It's 24 seven. So like you can be in a trade and then overnight Asian markets says, we're going to buy Bitcoin up 10% and then you get liquidated from your short. And next thing you know, it it goes all the way back down to your entry just because of the volatility and the manipulation. So I, I don't really trade crypto. You can make, you can make a lot of money with crypto, but it's like crypto is like, you're really looking for like momentum uh trades when you see like everyone buying 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 at like a significant uh breakout level mm-hmm. you just ride the wave uh five ten percent on that coin and you can use leverage so ten percent leverage um or 10x leverage so hundred hey. percent then if the coin goes five percent you're making fifty yeah. percent on a five percent trade you need to join like those groups like those pump and dump groups and everything too yeah, yeah those got, actually work low coin like moon, and doge coin yeah yeah the meme coins yeah the meme coins yeah. those low-key used to work back in the day like they used to like say buy this one and like here's the price that you like get out at It'd type be like of thing. a telegram group chat with yeah, like yeah, yeah, five thousand yeah. people in it they're like oh we're gonna pump this yeah. And they used to, they used to literally used to see pump. like on coin market, we were like, whoop. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. That was when the market was good. Literally. Like, that was like 2020. Like, yeah. 2020, 2020. Yeah. Was, yeah. 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 2020 was a crazy year because it's like everyone's shitting their pants, but it's like the best time to start buying stocks. Yeah. yeah. Like, when everything's just like, I think we talked about that once on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't remember with who, but like when shit's just tanking, that's when you want to go in. Yeah. yeah. Just basically buy when others are fearful and literally sell when other ones greedy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. same with crypto, right? Like yeah. everyone's buying Bitcoin at 60K, 65K. Oh, it's going a million. Like, shut the fuck shut up. up. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're an idiot. You know yeah. how, like, <laughs> like why don't you buy when it was a thousand bucks like yeah. two years ago? Yeah, exactly. I mean? And people yeah, are yeah. bag holding at 69K like a bunch of ETH. <laughs> yeah. like, like, they're telling their family, buy ETH. It's going to 10K. Yeah, well, like, yeah. well, well, like your barber's buying. Ethereum, you're like, all right, that's this what you, is, that's what you know. Out. I gotta get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, my mechanic is buying it, so it's like, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. I mean, even with like the pot stocks, like um pot stocks back in the day had like that oh, massive sure. run. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was, I, I was talking to my barber, and he's like, yeah, I put money into pot stocks, <laughs> and it was like the top. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. Now all of them dropped Stick like eighty percent, eighty percent valuation. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so what is a day in the life of Drayson look like? So day in life is I wake up around five to five thirty. Just depends. Bullshit. On, oh yeah, because if you knew the fucking trades, damn, that's why that <laughs> yeah. sucks. Yeah. That's so fucking early. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. So nah, it's great. Up, yeah. So I get my I get my um, you know early coffee, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, do my little morning routine for like fifteen minutes, and then I'll hop on the computer around five thirty. Five thirty to six. Just depends on when I wake up because it's not exactly every single day. It's like yeah, five o'clock, five yeah, o'clock. Yeah. Sometimes I sleep in a little 30 minutes, a little 45 minutes. And then, but I'm definitely on the computer before six. And then I will do some, you know, technical analysis, look at some news, see if there's any uh, thing that changed overnight because anything in this market can change. You know, Putin can bomb uh, Ukraine yeah. again. Uh, China can bomb Taiwan. Like, yeah. You know, anything can yeah, happen. Yeah. And you have to be really up to date with news because that's plays a big role in the market. Then from there, you know, I'll look at my, 
you know, three to five stocks out of my 20 stock watch list to see out of these 20 stocks, what am I, what is my main focus today? So I'll dive down in those and then I'll do some technical analysis. I'll, I'll chart levels and I'll also do this the night before, but yeah. I'll, I'll do it the morning of to confirm if anything changed overnight. If it did, then I'll have to go back the morning of and then, you know, change some things. Then, you know, I'll trade for like two to four hours, depending on if I make a move at 6.30 to like 8.30, I'll hold the trade for two hours. Uh, and then if, you know, if I'm satisfied, I'll get off the computer and I'll start my day by going to the gym. And then I'll gym for about two hours. And then from there, I'll either, you know, run some errands, uh, sometimes go grocery shopping. And then from there, recently I've been going to WeWorks because I've been building this mm. course out for trading. That's cool. So I've been going there after the gym. I stay there for like four or five hours, just yeah. I was filming a bunch of videos and then now I'm just editing them and then, uh, you know, I'll go home, make dinner and then get ready for the next day. And then so you get, you get out of those trades though, like within those two hours, right? Like you're in and out within yeah, the, yeah. that. Yeah. Sometimes period. it could be like, so today I, I traded snow. It was like a 15 minute trade and it, but it was like 70%. So. Jeez, what the fuck? What's snow? Snow. It's a, it's a tech company. Oh shit. Yeah. It's the ticker snow. symbol is called snow. It's, I think it's called snowflake. Oh, snowflake. Yeah. 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 yeah but the, that. yeah, but the ticker, ticker symbol is S N O W. Damn. And, so uh, yeah. 15 minute trade, 70%. Really? Yeah. Not yeah. bad. eh? Yeah. So <laughs> five, five K yeah. size. What is that? Like, um, 30, like 3,500 3, something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Mental math here. But Dude, like, yeah, theoretically yeah. that's a nice, like, like day trading is a nice day because some people can just get in and out in like an hour and like that's your work on the bad day it's like yeah well i mean the thing is it's like on a bad day depending on like what's your bad day right you quit like you lost like three five three four five k today and then you just quit well so like every trade around so since my target profit is like anywhere from 50 percent to 100 percent, depending on the options because options have different expiration dates mm-hmm. yeah. so if you're i usually trade weekly expiration dates and they're less volatile than zero dates zero dates are super super yeah. volatile but anyways um i'll usually after like if i take two losses in a row like i'm just gonna call it a day like mm-hmm. i don't really look at pnl based losses like because in the end of the day my position sizing is like anywhere from you know like up to like 5k ish Sometimes I go up to 10K just depending on what I'm trading. Yeah. And then I'll do like 10 to 20% stop losses. If I take two losing trades, like I'm done. I'm, I'm yeah. calling it a day because there's no point in just trying to chase the loss, like trying to chase your losses and try to make that money that's back. That's where you, that's so where you lose, lose like, more. Like you lose like 2K pretty much. Yeah, like two, day. yeah. You know. yeah. Two, three, something like yeah. that. You're just like, all right, fuck this. Exactly. On yeah. to tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes I won't even trade. Like if I, I've been, some, sometimes I will be on the charts. I'll look at the chart for like, two hours and I don't see anything Damn. and I'm like, all right, <laughs> like yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes I'll even stay there till 10 or 11 o'clock uh, Pacific time. So I'll like almost four hours, five hours. Yeah. I don't take a single trade and I just call it a day. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like discipline is one of the most important parts of, uh, of day trading or just trading in general. So you're pretty much like hunting. You're just like watch. What's up, New Money Talks fam? Unless you've been living under a rock, if you own an e-commerce brand or you're looking to get into e-commerce, you've probably heard of this incredible tool called shophunter.io. Now, shophunter has an incredible algorithm that actually scrapes information and data across millions of different Shopify brands for your personal gain. Whether you wanna spy on your competition and see how much money they're making, 
or whether you wanna see what products they're uploading for products that you can sell on your own website, ShopHunter's got it all. Once you sign up and make an account, this is what the dashboard looks like. You're gonna have a top performer section, which is my personal favorite, and also my ShopHunter section. And under top performers, you have top stores, top products, and top tracked. Now, top stores will actually show you the highest gross revenue generating stores over the last 24 hours across millions of different Shopify brands so that you can see what's working for them, what products they're selling, what niche they're in, to reverse engineer what's working and to get inspiration on what products you can sell. Then we have top products. Top products shows you the highest gross revenue generating singular products on some of these different brands and literally hands you potential winning products on a silver platter. And then lastly, in the My Shop Hunter section, you can actually spy on specific brands that you can keep track of, right? So you will select a brand, you'll have the opportunity to see what Shopify website that they're running, you'll have the opportunity to see where the product lies, maybe on AliExpress, and you can keep track of maybe some of the new products that they uploaded, right? And we all know the saying, good artists copy, great artists steal. So if you wanna take some of these products and directly import them to your store, they're probably gonna have a significantly higher likelihood of success than any other random product that you stumble across on AliExpress. So don't take my word for it. Check out the link in the description, download ShopHunter and see for yourself how incredibly powerful this tool is. Make sure that you mention that new money talk sent you and the shop hunter team will take care of you. Now let's get back to the podcast. Jane, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Why can I get into this? Exactly. Dude, that's yeah, so thing. tough. Like marking the charts, staring at the screen and just like having the discipline to not get yeah, in you when, you, yeah. when, you, when you like, cause, cause dude, if I have a plan and I'm like, I'm marking this up, I'm just looking for like the closest opportunity to get in where I wanted to. Like if I'm spending all that time, I'm just going to pull the trigger on something and, you know, roll yeah, the, roll the dice. Happy. Well, that's roll the dice. Problem, buddy. Trigger happy. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's why I don't day trade. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that, that's why most, most day traders fail is because they're unable to uh, be disciplined enough to stick to their plan, number one. So their plan could be, when am I going to enter this trade and when am I going to exit? Mm. Like what's my stop loss? They won't listen to themselves. They'll move their stop loss. They'll yeah. like mid trade you know, type. Yeah, they'll thing. move their stop loss mid trade. It doesn't even hit their. You got. You got like. You got to just set the take profit, the stop loss, and just stop loss and turn off the yeah, screen. Yeah, turn off the screen. <laughs> put your freaking hands on your ass, and, or put your ass <laughs> so, on your hands. So either yeah. I made it or I didn't make it. It's like just I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. You definitely have to watch it, but you know, being able to stick to your plan is just so important because, in the end of the day, you don't have a boss right? You're your own boss. So you set your own rules. Yeah. If most of the time you're not in those conditions, like, like when you're trading, you're not going to follow your rules because you're yeah. going to try to cheat yourself and be like, all right, I'm going to take profit here, or I'm going to get out here because I'm scared. And you have no one to say, if you do this, I'm going to fire you. Right. Mm, because you're true. your own boss. Yeah. So it's like, you have this like freedom of trading whenever, whatever, whatever. But if you're not unable to discipline yourself and to, you know, maintain those rules, you're just going to fuck up and lose a lot of money because you can't even follow your own rules. Literally. Yeah. Right. All right. I got a question. I got to ask for the shorts. Mm. What has been your biggest profit day and your biggest loss day? If you don't mind sharing. Yeah. So my biggest profit day was $17,000. That was trading SPX. And then my biggest loss day was $11,000. That was also trading SPX. How did that feel? Hurt. <laughs> yeah, I, I was hurt because, you know, this was the, my biggest loss was actually like midway of my learning. So, you know, once you feel comfortable, you think you got it, yeah, you're yeah. like, I'm the best trader in the world. And then the market says, boom, yeah. fuck you, you, yeah. fuck you, <laughs> sit your ass down. And then 
11k loss. So yeah. then I was like, fuck, yeah. I just lost a Rolex. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> then you start like comparing money to like objects and you're like, then you, you know, it could take a toll on you if you're yeah. not really prepared for it. Um, but yeah, 11k was just fuckery. Yeah, that, that's the one thing that's like, that's nice about e-commerce. If you have a profitably cash flowing business is you can set it up in a way that like, you know, it's, it's automated and you don't have to be staring at Facebook ads at midnight and it can be profitable. And it's like, to, I know that tomorrow I can't, I can't lose what I made in the last month. You know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas yeah, with yeah. in day trading, like you can, you can consistently make money for an entire month. And the last day of the month, you, you have like, you just have a couple bad, like bad roll runs mm -hmm. and you just lose it all and it exactly. just wipes you out. And that's why discipline is so important. Yeah. Is because you can, you can be profitable for, you know, you can be profitable for six months. You can make six figures in six months yeah. and you can lose it all in two days. Yeah, just because it. you can be such an idiot and you're like, oh, I want to size up. I want to, you know, I want to turn this to half a mil. Yeah. Next thing you know, fucking, you have triple zeros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have six zeros. Like it, it goes from 100K to, you know, $5,000 because yeah. you want to start increasing your size. You want to, you want to be risky. You want to be uh, doing these stupid things because you're so overconfident. Yeah. And that's one of the, uh, you know, factors that is actually affecting a lot of traders is being too overconfident mm -hmm. because they start sizing into positions and they just get smashed because uh, when you are so confident, you don't look at risk management. You don't look at other things that may blind your vision. You just think you're the best trader in the world and just get slammed by the market because you're blinded. Yeah. yeah. So do you also have a, like a long-term investing account or you just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, strictly S&P 500, QQQ, and then speculative stocks such as like, I, I consider Apple speculative just because it's mm. tech, Apple, Amazon, uh, NVIDIA, AMD. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. you know. The blue chips. You look yeah, at real blue estate. Chips. Real estate coming up. I don't. I don't own any real estate right now. But real estate coming up. Probably going to start with some um, multifamily uh, units and start diversifying money into that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, QQQ is it's the best. Everyone yeah, buys QQQ. QQQ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've had it for like twenty years. Yeah. 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 I, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the Discord community. So, mm -hmm. like our buddy Andrew, who we had we've had on the podcast. Shout out Andrew. He, uh, dude, he just popped off on YouTube and he's just been ripping it. Like, I think he's had, has four videos. Like all, 5K subs. Dude, like, he yeah. got, no, he got to like 7K. Oh, really, I, 7K? I, I have 7K. It took me four years. He got there in like four eight days. weeks. No, nah, that's crazy. Even yeah, faster, no, no, no. It, like it took like eight he, weeks. He put out four videos pretty much. That's all he four, did. Yeah, four videos over yeah. the course of like, over the course of maybe four weeks. Mm. And he, he got like, one of them just popped off to like 100K. Anyways. He's probably got, he's probably got 500 paying members in there right now. That's crazy. At like a hundred bucks a piece. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like 50 racks a month. The, and, and, and like, and it's like Hustlers University where it's like, it's a hundred bucks a month. The value that he has in there, it would be so hard for it not to be worth 50 bucks a month mm -hmm. that it's, or a hundred bucks a month that it's such a great business model. Yeah. It's no, like three like, bucks a day. No one's complaining like, oh, I didn't get $100 worth of value from this. And if people drop off, they drop off. But it's like, it, it's genuinely a good value exchange for like the price. Exactly. But it's so scalable. Like they jump on maybe two, you know, ask me anything or, or weekly calls. Yep. And then they, and then they might have, you know, a couple of case studies and launch a few PDFs a week. And it's, and I don't mean to like make it seem mm -hmm. like I'm undermining the value that's being provided, but it's not a lot of work. And it's so much upside. So like, talk to me about your, I guess your strategy behind 
how you want to grow it and like what the vision with that is. Because I think, I mean, I think it's, it's fine to share that with the people who could be community members because you're like, Hey, I'm making money off this, but I also want to talk to you about the vision on how I want to build this and why it's going to be so good and why it's gonna be worth your time to jump in. You know? So I think since, you know, investing in day trading is probably one of the hardest skills to learn. And since I've gone to the trenches and my business partner, Najib, we've both gone to the trenches, you know, we wanted to start a discord to, uh, you know, teach other people what we've gone through so they don't have to go through that. So they can, you know, they don't have to give up on trading because they've done the same things that we've done. Like we were fortunate enough to have capital to keep on going. Imagine, you know, you have 10K and that's all you got and and you blow blow through it. You're done. You're going to probably give up, right? So, you know, when you have a, a Discord community and just pe- like mentors to just be there, not like holding your hand exactly, but just to assist you, you're going to be more likely to continue on the path of learning how to be a day trader and you're going to have a less likely chance of giving up. So in our Discord, we want to provide, you know, value with like charting, understanding news, understanding fundamentals of companies and making sure that, you know, they're educated enough to actively trade in the market. And the biggest thing that we try to push is the, the psychological aspect because yeah. that is like literally the, the biggest aspect. Like the market trades off fear and greed. Intraday, you know, even yeah. during COVID, like you said, you sold the bottom, Yeah. right? Market trades off fear and greed and that's yeah. just how it is because people are scared when institutional investors are buying and then people are greedy when they're all selling and that's just how the market works yeah it's funny because like when if you go into all these like drop shipping courses they have that one module it's just like mindset and like in the drop shipping ones it's kind of like funny but like yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. trading ones it's the most dude that's 80 percent of the course like yeah you, you don't laugh at that you watch that thing you take notes on it six times because like that's literally all that that trading and whether yeah. it's long term or short term mm-hmm. it's just like stick to the fucking plan Exactly. Remove your emotions yeah. and like stay disciplined. Yeah. It's unfortunate that the units of the game is money because yeah. if the units of the game wasn't money, then there may not be that emotional factor. But since most of us, you know, we were working for money, yeah. right? Yeah. Like a lot, especially, you know, retail traders that they work at their nine to five and that's all they got. They got to pay their yeah. bills. So it's even more of, of a problem for them because that's all they have. And if they lose it, they're like, oh shit, like I can't. You know, I can't pay my pay bills. My bills yeah. I can't yeah. do this. So it's like, yeah. a, it's more of a, oh fuck, like I got to get in my position yeah, or you, whatever. You almost have to think of it as like learning an instrument or like learning a new sport. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not, you're not afraid to go out on the soccer field and like trip over the ball because there might be a physical consequence, but there's not a monetary consequence to you yeah. like sucking or like falling on your face to learn mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. But like, that's how you kind of need to treat it. It's like when you learn a, learn a new instrument, if I'm learning how to play guitar, I'm going to suck the first couple of times I try to learn these songs. I'm going to have to go on YouTube. I'm going to have to learn all this stuff. But like me sucking doesn't lower the amount of money that's in my bank account. Yeah. That's the thing that you have to differentiate. You have to almost take yourself outside of the money and just like almost treat it like a video game, mm-hmm. but like treat it like a very serious video game that you, you let's like, I got to win. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'd recommend like if, you know, if people who have low capital want to get into day trading, like I wouldn't get, first I wouldn't get into options. I would yeah. try oh, yeah, to, yeah. I would try to actually uh, learn how to trade the indices, but on a, it's called a, it's called a proprietary firm. And basically you can buy 
a 50K account, 100K account, 250K account for like 500 or 1,000 bucks. And the reason why it's set up like that is because 99.9% of people who try to pass that challenge, because it's like a challenge-based test. If you pass the challenge twice, you get funded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. So you can pay like 200, 300 bucks and get a 50K account and you have to pass the challenges with having proper risk management. If you're able to complete these challenges, you get access to that 50K. Where, where can you find this? I had a couple of friends that actually did What's that. it called? It's like, like so, FTMO or something? So FTMO is one of them, but I don't I don't think that one's good. The funded trader is really good because I think they're based in Florida. FTMO is based in uh, Europe. So how does it work? Like you pay $200 yeah, so and like, you 50K? Yeah, so like you have a, a like demo account, right? And it's through like MetaTrader. Okay. So it's like, in a way it's Forex, but it's, you know, I, you're still trading the S&P. You can still trade the Dow Jones. You can still trade the NASDAQ. So you pay the, you know, 300 bucks for a 50K account and you have to be able to set, or you have to be able to one, uh, achieve profit within 30 to 45 days. So that's eight, eight, per, eight to 10% without losing more than 6% per day. And then your max drawdown is 12%. So let's say if, let's say make it easy. You have a hundred K account. This is a fake hundred K though, right? Fake hundred K. Okay. So yeah, the, yeah. the challenge, the stage is fake hundred K, but it's linked. So it's, it basically shows your, like, are you credible to manage yeah. your money? Because they're basically fronting you uh, money once you pass the challenge. Also, they'll, they'll give you money. Well, they won't give it to you. They'll just give you access to an account can't withdraw their money, but you can trade with it. And then bi-weekly, you can make withdrawals. So, you know, if you're new to trading, this is really good because you have an incentive to get better because you're able to get funded. Oh, interesting. And your risk is very minimal because you're only up fronting like a couple hundred bucks. But a couple hundred bucks gets you access to 50K if you complete the challenge. Oh, so if you yeah, complete yeah, the yeah. challenge, they'll give you real money. Yeah, yeah you'll, they'll give you a real account which is with 50K crazy. and they'll do an uh, 80-20 profit split. And if you're consecutive over like two or three months, they'll do a 90-10 profit. Oh, so that's you how you can start making money. That's how you exactly. can start making money. Wait, wait. So the, on the 80-20, you get 80%? You get 80%. What the Because fuck? they're making all their money off signups. Because I did this. Oh, like statistics. the $200, $300 signups. Yes. Thing. Do most so people I, fail that? Most people fail. So ah. I did I did the math. So like, let's say 3,000 people pay for that. For like two or three hundred bucks, it's like six. That's like a million. Yeah, yeah, a million dollars. Three hundred bucks, million, nine hundred k, three thousand, the nine hundred k, and let's say only one percent pass. Oh yeah, you're chill. So what is that? One hundred fifty k. Three people funded fifty k. So one percent. That's thirty. That's thirty. Thirty. Right out of three thousand. So that's one point five mil. Thirty people. Yeah, thirty people pass. Then out of that is one percent that actually get withdrawals. Jeez. So their risk is so limited. It's not even a full person. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so their Holy risk is shit. so limited because they're racking in all the signups. And, uh, you know, it's a great uh, it's a great tool to take advantage of if you can do it and pass the challenge, you know, but the company is making money regardless. Like, and what's they it don't called? care. Wow. Dude, it's called the funded trader. The funded trader. Have you yeah. considered doing that or have you done that? No, I've been. Yeah, can we that and why not? Like, 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 what's the risk? Two hundred bucks? No, there's no risk. Yeah, your sign up is your risk. That's so it. So why wouldn't you do that? I just that's people who have no, like no capital. I'm saying, how do you like not own a company like that? That's like a genius oh, company how, to own. Why don't I own a company? Yeah, you should make a company. Like I definitely that. want to look lot. into propriety form in the future because if you think about no, it, but the, the tech's all built. Like you can just use somebody else's tech. You know what I mean? It's not like you're not like. Yeah, it's, it's like a trade copier. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah, they don't yeah. even really care if you're successful at trading. They're just signing. They're just racking up the signups. But yeah. Well, who's providing the funding? You are. Who so cares? Like, you make a you made a million dollars. So okay. So this is how yeah, it works. Yeah, this is how it works. It. This is how it works. Allegedly, um, your downside risk is like, um, 
I think it's depending on which challenge you get, but anywhere from like six to 10%. So that that's literally how much you're risking on their end. So if you have a hundred K account, they can literally just give you like a six K account to trade with. Yeah. Can, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so like, funny. cause they're making so much money off of the yeah, signups. If you can they don't only even lose, care, they give you a hundred K account. We can only lose six K. So they're going to give you six K. Yeah. Six K to lose. And then you yeah, lose yeah, it. You're yeah. done. It's like, all right, whatever. But I already made a million dollars on the signups. Yeah. I made a million dollars, but I'm risking six K. Yeah. And they so have like the ROI. parameters everywhere. Like kind of like stop exactly. you and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. It's, it's insanely profitable. Yeah, that's why so many people are doing their own proprietary firms um, with like different bonuses. Like, oh, if you pass the challenge, you get 200% of your investment, like your initial buy, because people can't pass. Probably that, the hardest part yeah. about this is like the legalities behind setting all this oh, crap yeah. up. Probably a mess to like set it all Probably, up. Probably, yeah. That's why people do like, you know, Europe, like what check Even Nevada, low-key, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Las Vegas, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Damn. But, yeah. This was cool though. Like we learned a lot. Yeah, we learned a lot how of we good shit. Time? Yeah, how we doing on time? Where are we at? Oh, yeah. oh shit! I'm money. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I got any any final questions. I want. I like to ask this because um, there's different perspectives that I get from different people. But how do you juggle um, personal and romantic relationships and business as a trader? Yeah, I get. Well, I guess just as an entrepreneur in general, like, would you say there's one or the other that you prioritize? Do you say that one might get in the way of the other? Um, do you think the more money you make, it changes your relationships, whether it's with friends, family, girlfriend? I think that, I mean, ever since I, I, I was in, a, I'm still in a relationship ever since the start, you know, my girlfriend's always been supportive of what I do. And, you know, I always, I always, I, tr I always try to prioritize my business first over my uh, girlfriend, just because, you know, I think that, mm -hmm your own career is the most important because your girlfriend can come and go yep. anytime. And, uh, you know, if you don't cash flow, then in the end of the day, if, you, if you're just sitting there with nothing, like what, like you're just going to yeah. be a bum. So like, you know, the goal is to prioritize your, your, uh, your business and your journey, but you know, you also have to like have time for a relationship, but I definitely think prioritizing your business is probably the most important thing. And then, um, you know, then it's, then it's family, then it's uh girlfriend and then it's friends. friends. Yeah. So, because in the end of the day, you're the only one that's going to take care of your own shit. Like yeah. you're the only one that's paying your bills. You're the only one that's, you know, building something for yourself. No one's going to sit there and wipe your ass and save yeah. you from danger or like protect you yeah, from yeah. getting sued. So like, you have to be the one that's providing for yourself to be able to provide for your family, to be the providing for your girlfriend or your yeah, wife, yes. right? Yeah. So that that's how I think about it, right? Just prioritizing yeah. your business, getting that straight. You know, you want to make sure you have a supportive uh girlfriend or boyfriend. Uh and um, you know. Solid. Yeah. Kyle has multiple. If yeah. you're wondering, you know <laughs> multiple what? Come on, don't play stupid with me now. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Golf topic. Marty will be very upset. <laughs> What else do you have? You have another question on the tip of your tongue. I'm trying to think. Why do you live in Vegas? Yeah, actually, that's a great question. <laughs> you, said, you said your parents were here, right? Yeah. Like, that's so, why. Yeah, um, yeah. so many people just stick. Yeah. It's like you'd live in, in New York or something like live. that. Like Miami. You look like Miami. Like I feel like Miami. I feel like a lot of people grow the most when they move as far away from where they grew up as possible. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people just don't end up doing that, and I don't think they grow as much as they could if they got that exposure on just of just like 
jumping ship and going somewhere else that kind of gets you out of your comfort zone i definitely think that's true and maybe because i'm here right now well because one family's here and then two uh my girl's in pa school so it's like another Mm. year or two but you know as a trader you know how much can i grow if i go to a different state i think you know if if you're networking and you're in like you know a b2b type of business or like you know more like networking related stuff then it's good to get out of your comfort zone and really grow um but you know right now it's just uh, as a trader you know you can work anywhere at, at home yeah. um i don't really think the environment will really change much cuz like you know i work at home in my own office regardless of where where uh, I live in the world, yeah, I'm just going to yeah. work at, I just need a computer and Wi-Fi. And you travel a good bit too, right? Yeah, yeah. So like in June, I plan on going to Italy. Nice. For like two what weeks. Uh, I think, what, Milan? Mm. Is that Milan? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Milan is Florence. like, Milan is more like the, yeah, Milan and Florence are kind of more in the middle. Yeah, I then fly, Milan down there. I like Florence a little bit better than Milan. Naples is south. Yeah, um, and Naples. So we're going to three cities. There, and there's also like, around. if you go to Naples, I would try to do like a day trip or something to like the Amalfi Coast. You, you ever see well, like- yeah, yeah, that, I think that too, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah. It's, Italy's awesome. Yeah. Na- Naples is like, Naples, amazing food, very dirty place. Dirty. Yeah. Italians, to... Italians are exactly how you think they are. Just loud, just like obnoxious. They're honking the horns, but they're very friendly. Mm-hmm. They got they got the bellies. They Honestly, like in Europe, uh, I, I didn't expect this, but- Everyone just naturally looked way fitter and way healthier and way happier than people in the United States. Yeah, because their food is not, not, not eating not cans with every not, No, not <laughs> even that. Like you can eat apples and you know all that stuff here, and then you're gonna get poisoned compared. Dude, to Dude, eating there. apples here is like eating McDonald's. In yeah, Europe. exactly. Because all like, the pesticides they put in shit and all that. Yeah, stuff. like you're literally eating like yeah pesticides. Yeah. That's funny. Wax on your apple. It's like, what the fuck? Can you work like nearly as productively without like the seven monitors if you go to Italy? So I will have two laptops and they're both 16 inch MacBooks. So I think I'll have enough, I'll have enough, uh, charts ram and um, charts yeah, yeah. These ram and charts. I, I just hate like not working at my desk i'm just like it's something i gotta learn how to be better at but well, i'm gonna get you an x-spec maybe i give him an x oh yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah, yeah is it the three screens yeah, 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 one yeah. Of the brands i have like a slide out where it's yeah, just yeah. one or from like multi-pixels or something like that but yeah i mean i don't think i work as productive just because you're in the you're in a vacation mood. Mm. So you're not really like in your own routine. One time zone's completely different. So like market opens at like 4 PM over there. So yeah. it's like yeah. your, your state of mind is completely changed. You may have ate like a bunch of pasta. You got to rush back from the beach. Like. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for those three weeks, no fucking trades. Pretty Probably much. not. Yeah. Cause I realize like if I trade on vacation, I have a higher probability of losing. Oh yeah. 100%. Just because one, you don't have all the resources that you usually have, which is like the extra screens yep. that can track news, that can track how things move. Um, and then two, maybe the Wi-Fi is not as good. And then three, like the screens are not as big. Sure, they're big screens, like 16-inch laptops. Are, is this really mean, this good. Just matters to you? Yeah, you know, you yeah, can't see. Like, if, you're in like, if you're looking at like 10 different like stocks or 10 different uh, companies, yeah. and like you can't see all of them with clarity simultaneously. Fair enough. One, like, because day traders that shit moves quick like if you if you miss something because you you, you had to go through seven different stock charts individually yeah, you might have just missed out on yeah. a big trade like so like the monitors i have at home are like 37 inch 
So it's like, it's like com- a TV. Yeah, exactly. Have? I have four. So I have two horizontal <laughs> and two vertical. So I have like a whole like lab, FBI lab in my house. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So I'm probably not going to trade in Italy just because what's fun losing yeah, money on your yeah. trip. You're already spending money. Oh, go there, right? Yeah. <laughs> enjoy go to Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy some enjoy wine or something. Enjoy the Mm-hmm. This was good though. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was the name of the Discord one more time for the stock, people? Sock Guru Trades. Sock Guru, stock guru Trades. Trades LLC. LLC. <laughs> um, Instagram, Drace YouTube, Jason Little. Little, TikTok. Drace you have Little. Twitter. <laughs> you got Twitter. Twitter. Stock Guru Trades. Oh, there we go. Okay. Stock Guru Trades. LinkedIn or not? Not really that, in that world. Jason right. Little everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. We'll have it all linked down That's below. Funny. Uh, yeah. This was sick though. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely a different episode. We've never done like a stock. We like, do too much uh, D 2 C. We do, we do a lot do of too D2C. much e-commerce, like, e-commerce and, like, and stuff. So like, day trading is pretty sick. Yeah, a good way to make a lot of money and lose a lot of money. Exactly. That's a good yeah, lesson. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was just sick though. But on our end. Tell them about the gentleman's challenge. Make sure they do that. You get, you got it. We're in Vegas. I, get the nice shirt if, on. If they're the, if, if you're a loyal subscriber, you know exactly what I'm about to say. But if you're not, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and like share it as well. More, yeah. More importantly than any of that stuff, like share it with a friend who like blew their Robinhood account and is getting really <laughs> discouraged <laughs> because like it's we don't we don't care if you like, comment, or subscribe on this. We care more that you're helping a friend listen to the information that they need to hear that they might not be exposed to, right? Like, especially, I'm sure like when we grew up, we had, you know, we had parents, we had friends, we had family, but like when you grow up, you get, you get exposed to more people and you get into rooms that, you know, you wouldn't have otherwise got when you were younger. So all of you that are listening who have been through that burn Robin Hood account, like take this man's advice, take our advice, listen to someone who's been through it. Even if it's only been like, we're a couple of years ahead of you, like learn from that. You know, and make sure you subscribe at the same time. Of course. Anyways, thank you. Appreciate you. See you in the next one. See you in the next one. Later. (laughs)